Psalms chapter 128. I'll read the entire chapter this evening. Follow along with me. Blessed is, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands, happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house, thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children in peace upon Israel. I mentioned what I'm going to teach on tonight. I'm going to teach on how to have a blessed home. How to have a blessed home. We as Christians must keep our priorities and our focus uh, as it should be. Uh, we ought to be. We we ought to have one. We ought to. Have, we got one focus in life. Is what one focus we should have is my life pleasing the Lord. Is my life pleasing God? Is my home honoring the Lord? Well, if that honors the Lord, then that that that's you can't get you can't get any higher than that. Uh, you can as a Christian. If your life is honoring God, you can't get any more successful than that, than honoring your maker, than honoring your God. So tonight I want to teach on how to have a blessed home. Father, help us tonight as we look into the Word of God. I pray that you'll use the Scripture to be an uh, instruction to us. I pray the Holy Spirit will be our teacher. Father, may we be reminded of some things. May we keep our focus uh, on the right uh, goals. May we uh, be reminded tonight of how good you have been to us, how you have blessed us, far greater than we could ever deserve. And Father, I pray that we'll be reminded of some principles tonight that we'll hold to, and I may we determine to have a blessed life, and a blessed life and a blessed home. We ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. As you keep your Bible open to Psalms 128, I'm going to make a few statements and then get into the outline tonight, but uh, we need to be reminded that blessings come from God. Um, Blessings come from God. You can go out in this world and you can earn a living, but blessings come from God. And favor, we want the favor of God. Our desire, our goal for our lives, as I already mentioned, our home should be to be blessed by God. I want to be blessed by God. We're in trouble in our country. We're in trouble even our Christian homes because we're allowing our children to grow up uh, having the desire to be wealthy, having the desire to uh, have a good career, having a desire to fit into this world, and having a desire to even do what they want to do with their life, although it may not be a bad thing they want to do. And they're growing up with the, right, the wrong focus, the right focus ought to be. I want God to bless me. I want God to bless my life. We adults as well, we've got to keep that right focus in this world with the pressures on us and, and, and what can I achieve and what can I do and what can I obtain. And, and friend, there's nothing wrong. God wants you to enjoy your life. God wants you to have things. But, but the most important thing is, it, am I being blessed by God? I want God's blessings. I tell you, as the Emmanuel Baptist Church, the Pastor Emmanuel Baptist Church, more than I want popularity with other churches, more than I want popularity in our own community, I want the blessings of God. If the blessings of God flow, it'll get the attention of whoever it needs, the attention, whoever needs that, get that, you know what I'm trying to say, that they'll notice uh, uh, what God is doing. 
Our goal on a daily basis is, or I want the blessings of God. See, we got to be reminded God is not bound by famine, recession, or circumstance. He controls all and is above all. See, if we're not careful, we fall right into this world system of I've got to achieve, I've got to have, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to do these things, I've got to accomplish these things. And if God fits in, if the Word of God fits in, if the church schedule fits in, if, if, if those priorities align with my priorities, uh, then that's what I will consider because after all, after all, God does tell me that I have to provide for my family. And I'm, yes, he does tell you that. But friend, don't look at it in, a, in an improper way because God's not bound by circumstance. God's not bound by recession, by famine. God's above all and controls all. If, if, if we have the blessings of God... See, I, 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 believe, I believe a nation could be in recession and famine and God's people be blessed. Read the scripture. The priority needs to be the blessings of God. See, we, we should be seeking the blessings of God more than the favor of man. And I think it's good for all of us to be reminded. My priority is to seek the favor of God, not the favor of man. Seek the blessings of God, not the favor of man. Because if I have the blessings of God, he can give me favor with man. But if I am seeking favor with man in order to obtain that favor with man, does not guarantee me anything from heaven, anything from God. And that is our priority is to be blessed. Don't you want to be blessed? Say, well, pastor, we are blessed. We are. And I promise you there's a parallel between your blessings and what you in your relationship with God. Thanksgiving is two days away. Some of you, if anybody just went into a panic mode, I'm, I'm sorry, but it's two, two, two days away. Everybody has different traditions. And anyway, during that time, we talk about what we're thankful for. Uh, you know, whether it's on that day or just in the course of conversation, it comes up. Especially with parents with children. What do you think? We need to be thankful for the right things. What are, we, what are we going to express that we are thankful for? If we were to go around the, the building tonight, well, not, but if we were to go around the building tonight and say, express what you're thankful for, why don't you think about this? Some would say, I'm thankful for the health that I have. Others would say, I'm thankful for my family. Everybody would say, I'm thankful for my pastor. I mean, that would just be at the top. I'm, I'm thankful for that. I appreciate both of those amens. Maybe you, you, there's some other thing that you're thankful for, but, but, but stay with me tonight. The things you would express your gratitude for are the blessings from God. Who grants health? God does. Who has given us our family? God has. Who controls all things? I, I, I don't know many people. You've got some, some real priority problems. If, if you're like, well, express your things. I'm thankful that, I, that, that, that I'm so popular down at the office. That's what I'm thankful for. Oh, I'm thankful for... What, what we, when we're really in that thankful mood and we're really thinking about it, while, while the Staley's were up here singing, I am blessed, what were you thinking about? Things directly tied 
to the favor of God. His blessings. That should be our focus. We all have more than we deserve. It's grace. It's the unmerited favor. We all deserve to burn in hell for our sins. But because of the grace of God, the mercy of God, the love of God, those are blessings. I I want my home to be blessed. I want my marriage to be blessed. I, I want my life to be blessed. Wherever you fit into that category, it may be you, it may be your kids may have been gone, you may not have children, or you may have all your children, and the blessing would be for them to grow up and hurry and get out of the house. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but everybody, everybody has been created by the Creator. I want my life to be blessed. Wouldn't it be great if we started rearing our children with, with that goal in mind? You want God to bless you. I want to be able to know you want God's blessings more than you want a life skill. You want God's blessings more than you want X, Y, and Z. You want the blessings of God. Now, sometimes the blessings of God are those things. Why would we pursue them and put all our energy and compromise and and put our children at risk while we're trying to attain? And sometimes because I want them to have, when all we have to do is have God's favor and he can bless us with the very things that we've made a priority. I want to have the blessings right here in Psalms 128. There's some wonderful principles of how to have a blessed home. Every member of the family is represented or mentioned in this chapter. The husband, the wife, the children, even the grandchildren. Verse 1 says, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. The first way that we have a blessed home is to fear the Lord. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord. There's that reverence, there's that respect, there's that, here's God's word, I need to follow it, I need to be obedient. See, the truth of the matter is, and and I know this is the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, but we've been blessed, haven't we? Don't we want to continue to be blessed? See, in order, you cannot fear the Lord if you do not obey him. Don't raise your hand, but how many of you have ever said when dealing with one of your children, or you remember your grandmother saying it when you were little, I'm going to put the fear of God in you, son. What were you not doing? You weren't obeying. So for a Christian to say, I really fear the Lord and not obey the Lord, it doesn't work that way. In order for me to bless, I've got to fear him. In order to show that have the proper respect and the fear for him, I have to obey him. So if I want the blessings of God, I've got to obey. I've got to uh, be obedient. I've got to pursue a holy life. Uh, see, the, the goal, and don't get bogged down. We, we show our, and I'm, I want to help us all tonight, we show our carnality When the discussion becomes, I want to know why God says this. Or I want an explanation behind this. Anybody out there tonight? It ought to just be, whatever God says, I better do. And if I'm going to err on one side or the other, I'm going to err on the side of caution. As opposed to walking the line. See, uh, yes, we ought to fear God because if we do not obey him and we're, we're his child, he will chastise us. But we're, we're missing it. I want his blessings. 
I want his favor. I don't want to just get through the day without God punishing me. I, want to, I don't want to go through the day at, with absence of his blessings. I want to get the most out of this life that I can live. I want to get the most favor that I can give. Is this making sense to anyone? So blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. He's obedient. Wait, every head of household pay very close attention. More important than you working 80 hours a week. And if you have to work 80 hours a week to make, make ends meet, that, that, that God will bless you. More, but more important than that is you better have a fear of God. You better be obedient. You better obey. Because that's where it starts, the blessings of God. There must be a fear of the Lord. Our children ought to have a healthy respect of God and who, he, who God is as much as they can understand in, in their mind. When God says something, he means it. It's not an option. And, and there's going to be a lot, and, and, and I don't know of anybody here, but I just, just generally speaking, there's going to be a lot of Christian parents who are going to give an account because they tried to explain some things away in their own life. And, and they sent a message to their children that God's word is optional. That's not a fear of the Lord. If God says it, we ought to be doing it. Well, I don't agree with This is not a survey. I want to be blessed. See, turn your mind, flip the other side of that coin. Yes. If God's commandments are broken, there's going to be a repercussion. You, you, you sow, you reap. God's got certain laws. But I don't want to go through life absent of his blessings. It's a wonderful thing to walk through life aware. That came, where in the world? That's, and trying to explain how something happened, then the only explanation is that's a blessing from God. That, what, where did that come from? How did I end up in this situation? a blessing from God. I have to have a fear of the Lord. Number two, look at me in verse number two. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Uh, you're going to be blessed by the Lord. Work for your provision. There's a big, there's a, if there's ever been a picture of this in our country, it, 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 there's, a, there's a clear picture of it. We live in a society, and, and please don't shield your children as much as possible for what is permeating our society, that everybody is entitled. I owe, you owe me something because I'm here. We ought to be willing to work for what we get. We ought to, we ought to, we ought to, we ought to work for what God has, what we can get and provide for ourselves. It, it, the, the scripture is clear. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be. There's something inside of a man. There should be something inside of a man where he's got something inside of him that says, I will do whatever it takes to provide for my family. I will do whatever it takes to provide for my children. And young ladies... If he doesn't have it in him, I was going to say don't marry him. Don't even date him. Don't even talk to him. 
Block him on social media. Whatever, whatever you have to do. Because if, he if he's not going to work now, he's not going to certainly work later. But you work for your provision. There's, in parents, if you want your children to turn out for the Lord, you're going to have to work. You have to work at it. It takes a lot of work. And then they've got to decide what they're going to do. But you've got to work at it. Uh, I look around the building tonight, and there, there's, there's several couples, and I know there's many absent tonight uh, because of the holidays. been married a long time. Well, I'd love to hear some of you have been married 50 years give testimony of how it's just been a walk in the park. So, you know, our newlyweds, they could testify they didn't know walk in a park, but uh, it's, uh, uh, you have to work at it. There's something about working for what you get in life. That's why as a Christian, don't be a lazy Christian. Well, I'm better than this world. Don't be a lazy Christian. Work at your walk with God. Work, as a, work, at, work at being a Sunday school teacher. Work at what you do. But working for your provision, that, that is somebody who is going to be blessed. Their home is going to be blessed. Number three, aren't y'all proud of me for moving along so quickly? Look at verse number three. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children like olive plants round about thy table. A third way for your home to be blessed is a fulfillment of scriptural roles. We got to be very careful we don't let this world define the home. Define the role of the husband, define the role of, of the wife. Well, well, we think it ought to be, well, it doesn't matter what I think, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, it only matters what the Creator thinks. And there are roles that He created in the home, and there's blessings that come from that. There are blessings that... See, God, God created man. God created marriage. God created and instituted the home. He designed it. And if we are willing to work and fulfill all of our roles and responsibility in the home, He is going to bless that. Uh, that that's why we, we, we have to... Sometimes in, in marital counseling, be like, well, what, well, there's this situation, this situation. And then I'll say something like this. Okay, uh, husband, you do what a husband's supposed to do. Wife, you do what a wife's supposed to do, and everything's going to be okay. Fulfill the roles that God has created for you. The children aren't the boss of the home. They're the kids. Oh, I shouldn't say it. The newborn's not the boss of the home. The, 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 the newborn's not the boss. Um... He won't die if you leave him with a babysitter. But I'm his mother. I, I know. Leave him with the babysitter. He's not going to die if you decide to leave him, I'm going to say it, overnight. Uh, we have some young couples in here tonight, when you, when you have that child or the next child, just put it on your calendar. 
schedule a night out, schedule that, that baby. The, 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 the children shouldn't be the boss. God never intended for it to be that way. Well, he's going to cry. Okay. You give him what he wants, he's still going to cry. They cry. Uh, don't let, they're not the boss. Well, well, he doesn't like it. Okay. <laughs> you forgot to tell me that. Uh, uh, there, there's roles uh, in, in the home. Now, now, notice what the scripture says. This, this is a great truth I want us to get. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the size of thine house. Notice what God compares the wife to. Uh, a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Uh, that vine is a symbol of attachment. Think about that. That vine is a symbol of attachment. It is an ornament and symbolizes fruitfulness. That is, that is a picture of what God says the, the wife of the house is going to be. Uh, it's the, the attachment. Um, if, 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 if mom's not in the house, it's probably going to run a little bit differently. Um, now, if it runs smoother, that's a, whole different, that's a whole different issue, but we'll talk about that another Wednesday. But uh, there's that attachment. And it's hard to understand a wife, how she feels about her home, a mom, how she feels about her home, a woman, how she feels about her home. There's that, there's that attachment. And, and, and in God's design, and I understand sometimes things don't, sometimes it's not as God designed it. Sometimes there's death. Sometimes there's other things. But there's, when, a, when a home is, is missing, the lady in the home, is, it's, it's not the same. It's different. Because it, it's her home. She's the ornament. Now, now I'm going I'm to point out tonight what, what the Scripture does compare to, but notice what she's not indicated to be either. Uh, Proverbs talks a lot, about, a, lot, a lot about that. Be the ornament of the house, the fruitfulness of the house. That's the symbol. Notice the children. They're like olive plants. Aren't you thankful for your olive plants? If they only were as still as olive plants. That's what you could do. Okay, we're going to go to church. Now you need to sit like an olive plant tonight and don't move. But think about the olive plants. They stand on their own. But at the same time, they're rooted. There's a balance. This is turning into a a, a lesson on the home. It's supposed to be on being blessed and, and thankful. But there's a balance with your children. From the time they're young, you're teaching them to stand on their own, but at the same time, they're rooted. Um, because when they, you know, they get to be about 16 and 17, I can't wait to get out of the house. I can't wait to get out of the house. I can't wait to get out of the house. And they get out of the house, they get on their own, and they realize they got to work and pay their own bills. I can't wait to get back in the house. I can't wait to get back in the house. I can't wait to get back in the house. Uh, it, there's a balance. We, we, we don't, we don't, do our children a favor when we get that out of balance. They, they need to be able to, to exist on their own. You know, oh, I shouldn't do it. People shouldn't think your child is a growth on your body. 
there ought to be some separation once in a while. That they need to be they be able to stand on their own, but rooted. Some independence, but tied to the family. Does that does that balance make sense? That probably wasn't the most couth way of saying it, but you, you get the illustration. Those olive those olive plants. They're, they're, this, then the, the third thing I'll mention is really a great picture here. That they stint, even, even from the time, those little, those little olive shoots, if you will, those little plants, they're time they stand on their own. Those olives fall from underneath and they, they shoot, start, they, they start sprouting up underneath that tree. They stand on their own, but the roots actually grow down and connect with the main tree. What a picture! of the way our, our children are supposed to be. But this is, this is the part I love. We're speaking of the olive plant. It's potential. The most valuable thing of the olive is not so you can have them in your salad of all, at Olive Garden. It's the oil that comes from the olive. And what potential there is in that little olive plant, that little olive tree that's rooted, but yet independent, it still has potential. That's the way God intended for the home. And, and, and stay with this picture because the end's gonna, this last point is going to tie it all together. If we're going to be blessed, I want to have a fear of God. I want to be obedient. I want to walk in the ways. Therefore, as a home, we've got to fit our pattern. There's something about working for something. God's not going to a blessing in ministry if we're not willing to work for ministry. God's not going to bless homes if we're not willing to work in the home. It takes work for it to be a Christ-honoring home. We must fulfill our scriptural roles. That's why parents ought to, our children must submit to their parents. They must submit to the authority. They must follow that pattern that God has. And parents, it's our responsibility to take care of our children, not just with their physical needs, but spiritually as well. That's the way God intended it. But notice, if you will, verse number four. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life, yea, thou shalt see thy children's children in peace upon Israel. Spiritual blessings come, enabling you to be a blessing to his work. Follow the progression of this chapter. Don't you want the blessings of God? I want to stay in favor because I, as a child of his, if I get out of line, he's going to chastise me because he loves me to get me back where I need to be. Everybody with me? I, 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 don't, want, I don't want him to have to chastise me. I, I don't want that to happen. But I don't want to just live out of fear of I don't want to whooping. Anybody, anybody out there, you remember when you were a kid, the way you lived? I, I, don't, want, I don't want to live that way. I want, to, I, want, I want to be up today. I want to have fellowship with God. I, I want to experience his blessings because I'm walking in his ways, because I'm being obedient. And as the head of my house, I realize it starts with me. I must have a fear of God. I must be obedient to his ways. I must set the pattern. I must set the standard. <clears throat> I must be willing <clears throat> to work and provide and do what is necessary for my family. And, th and then we all must fulfill our roles in the home. Whatever your role is, you can bring blessings to your home 
by fulfilling your role. Well, my mom and dad aren't doing what they're supposed to add you as a child, you can bring blessings to your home. Well, my husband's not everything he's supposed to be. I wonder what he would say. But anyway, uh, you can bring blessing to your home by you fulfilling. Well, he, he doesn't work like he should be. You still be that vine. You be that ornament. You be that attachment. You, you, you be the, the, the fruitful one. You be, that, you be that one that makes that home what it is. Well, my children don't. Okay, they, 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 but you can bring blessings. Can you imagine what God will pour out on a family who everybody in that home fulfills their role and this is one reason why, why are our churches the way they are I'm going to point it out to, to you right here and I probably should have saved this for a Sunday night sermon God blesses the Lord shall bless thee out of Zion that's signifying spiritual blessings we are more concerned with our career than God is we're more concerned without retirement than God is. I'm not minimizing those things. Please don't take it that way. We are more concerned with what we're going to leave our children than God is. I'm not minimizing that. You ought, to be a, you ought to be responsible. But the point I'm making is God wants to bless us in spiritual ways. He wants every home to have a spiritual dad. If you have a, if, if, if ladies, if you're married to a spiritually minded man, you are blessed. Well, he doesn't take the trash out. You're, you're blessed. I didn't say he was perfect. I said you're blessed. Ladies or men, if you're married to a spiritually minded woman, you're blessed. You're blessed. Those kids, they, well, if they, they may be all of those things you're fixing to say, but if they have something inside of them that is still seeking the things of the Lord, you are blessed. You're blessed. Well, we've got to get our focus back on what God says is important. And He desires to bless. Pour blessings out of Zion, those spiritual blessings. And when he does that, in turn, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life, yea, thou shalt see thy children's children in peace upon Israel. As he pours those spiritual blessings out, because you'd have a fear of God, you're walking in his ways, everybody's fulfilling the role they're supposed to do, we're working after the things we're supposed to work. He pours those spiritual blessings out. God, doesn't the Bible say, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God? If you desire it, he'll give it to you. You need wisdom to lead your home. You need wisdom to rear your children. You need all of those things. If we're desiring these things, God will pour out those blessings. And in turn, what's going to happen to his church? What's going to happen to his work? As God is blessing us, we can be a blessing to his work. Can you imagine if every home... I'm not going to call it a Christian home because there's a, there's a lot of homes that have Christians, but it's not really a Christian home. If every Christian home was a Christian home, what our churches would be like? Think about it. Think about it. God will pour it out. One reason why our church is so strong 
because we've got strong homes. Say, so, well, I just come by myself. Well, you, in God's sight, you're by yourself. You still make up a home. and You fulfill whatever responsibility God places upon you. You seek the blessings of God. And God will bless you. And then you can be a blessing to his work. And that's how it goes on. Well, I want God's blessings. I want it for my own spiritual life, but I want it for my wife, for my children. I want it for my home. Don't you want that? Well, in order to, get, to have that, we, we, we've got to be obedient to the things of the Lord. Fear the Lord. We'll be blessed. We've got to work at the things we're supposed to be working at. We've got to fulfill every role. This is a heavy, heavy, heavy thought, but a good thought for us to have on this Thanksgiving week. Are you keeping your home from being blessed? Are you keeping your home from being blessed? Hey, teenager, you may not have a perfect mom and dad, but if you're here tonight, it means they're here tonight. They at least have you here Tuesday night, midweek service, before Thanksgiving. They're not perfect. Are you the one keeping your home from being blessed? I just can't believe this didn't work. Maybe, 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 maybe it's that's something for us to think about. At the other side of that coin is you do what you're supposed to do. You obey the Lord. You stay close to the Lord. You fulfill your role, and God can still bless you. God will still bless. Let's let's rear our children. You have one. You have one goal in life. You should have one desire in life. That's to please God. Please God. Don't compare yourself to this world. I've got to. I've got to do. I've got to do. I've got to do. There there's nothing wrong with being ambitious. I'm. I'm. I'm ambitious. There's nothing wrong with having a desire to to have and to do. There's nothing wrong with that, except for when it replaces and takes a higher priority than our pursuing the favor of God, the blessings of God. Well, I, I, I can't do, I can't do what I, you know, I, I, don't, I, I lost this job and I can't, you know, you can still have the blessings of God and have everything you would have had. It's more important to have the blessings of God. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're, we're going to Thanksgiving. What are we thankful for? I'm thankful for my family. That's a blessing of God. I'm thankful for my health. You didn't get that your job. It's a blessing of God. Well, there's some things I could go back and have some regrets I have. I wish I had. But you know what? God got me through it. I'm thankful I've got a church so I can still serve. That's a blessing of God. I had this thought as I was working on this today is everything that we would say we're blessed by and thankful for, it comes directly from God. Directly from Him. But the things we put the most emphasis and priority on have nothing to do with the blessings of God. It is, it, I want to be blessed. I want His favor. I want to make that our goal. So, Pastor, I don't. I don't. I, you may you may be in, in, in the church, and and I and I and I. I'm a, I'll say this, and and we'll be done. 
ish. And uh, uh, I, I still got one minute. And if you'll stop laughing, I can get through it. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, I, 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 well, Pastor, I'm just, I'm not very important in the church. Or I'm not a main family. Now, if you say that to me, you be prepared for what you get back. First of all, everybody's important in this church. And usually we say that because we don't think we have a certain status. We don't think we have a certain talent. We don't think we, we, we have a certain personality. But God's just looking for somebody to bless. God's blessed this church. God is blessing this church. And I can't wait to get 2019 and see how he's going to bless this church. Why is he blessing this church? It could be because of somebody we don't even think about. Because as he pours down those spiritual blessings out of Zion, it's just an outflow of them into God's work. I don't know. We, 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 I see Milka back there. We've still been praying for, for Daniel. Well, a lot of us prayed for Daniel a lot. I don't know whose prayer moved God the most. Says it yours, Pastor? I can't tell you that. Because there are some who fit this, what I described tonight, and God just pours his blessings out, pours his blessings out, pours his blessings out, and it helps everybody in the work of God. So you just keep going. You just, well, I don't have, you know, no excuses. You just keep seeking the blessings of God. Well, my children aren't doing everything. You think about your grandchildren. I believe this with my whole heart, my whole heart. There are grandchildren that will be blessed when children hadn't done what they're supposed to do, but God will bless those grandchildren because of a faithful grandma and faithful granddad. I believe it with my whole heart. He pours it out. He pours it out. He pours it out. And then it helps everybody. I want to be blessed. January's coming. How many of you going to make a New Year's resolution? How many of you are going to break a New Year's resolution? That's a better question to ask. Why don't we decide, I want God's blessings? Doesn't mean there won't be battles. Doesn't mean there won't be difficulties. But you can endure them as long as God's blessing. We can keep moving. So let's seek the blessings of God.